to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Good to see each of you. Boys and girls, love you. Have fun in there. Be sweet to Miss Katie. I love her. I want to welcome our church online as well. A beautiful church online, so faithful, man, so faithful each week to tune in. So I jumped into a series when we started February, simply called In But Not Of. It's a very catchy church phrase. If you've been around church any length of time in your life, you've heard that phrase, in the world, but not of it, that kind of thing. So it's out of John 17, and, and I want to jump into it in just a little bit, but, but let me say this to you. We, it's very, very apparent to each one of us in the room that we are in this world. We, we, we are in this world. We, we are occupying an earth suit given to us by God, okay? And nothing we can do to stop the deterioration of the earth suit. I, many try, I do, but it, it continues to happen, okay? But, but it will deteriorate. One day, this earth suit will be trading in, okay? <laughs> For, ooh, mm, we get to walk streets of gold in a new body one day, okay? But until that time, we are occupying this earth suit on this dirt ball called earth, okay? We're not here by accident. We're here by purpose. And the t- simple title of this message, the series is in but not of, but the simple title of the day is, I'm sent. I am sent. No doubt about it. And we're gonna look at that in depth in a little bit. So when you go to John 17, I'm gonna begin in verse 14. This is on the eve of Jesus's crucifixion. He's about to go to the cross. Jesus is praying or having conversation with his father in this passage right here, okay? So I wanna begin in verse 14, John 17, verse 14. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is, is not that you would take them out of the world, but you would protect them from the evil one. Verse 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth of your word is the truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Jesus in verse 14 says again, these, the disciples, you are not of this world. And then in verse 16, again, he says, they are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Can we all say together and be in agreement, okay, that Jesus does not want us of the world. He does not. But 
He does want us in it, okay? He doesn't want you of it, but he definitely wants you in it, okay? Jesus definitely is trying to send the message to those left after the crucifixion, the disciples, the followers of him. That's who we are, okay? We are the followers of Jesus. If there's ever been a time in your life that you have given your life to Christ, you have been born again, okay? Just like these two up here today, Ella and Denise, okay? If there's been a time in your life that Jesus has come inside of your life by a prayer, by confessing that, he is, that you're a sinner, you need a savior, you get saved, you're born again, same name, all right? Dress the same, eat the same, like the same food, but you're a different dude or dudette. You're different, why? Because he lives inside of you now. All right, you, it's just different, man. You, you, it's hard to explain, but you're just a different dude. All right, I'll do that, okay? But I, what I'm saying is, if that's been you, if there's been that time of your life, okay, that you're born again, saved, okay? All right, you are now a follower of Jesus Christ, okay? He does not want you of the world, but he wants you in this world, okay? He's sending you in this world. Jesus is saying, not of this world. That is not what he wants as the destination in these verses, but it is the starting place. It is not where things are moving towards, but where things are moving from. Listen to me. There are beautiful churches that we have, beautiful churches, and many with gorgeous, beautiful stained glasses windows and beautiful doors. And for so long, we have thought that all we've got to do and what God really wants is for us to gather together, okay, and have church with a whole bunch of people that look like us, smell like us, act like us, chew like us, dress like us, talk like us, and all this stuff. And that there's nothing, let me say, well, he doesn't want us to go to church. I can't believe this many people came and that guy didn't even want us here. That's not what I'm saying, Okay. What I'm saying is God says, do not forsake the gathering together of those that I already have. I want you to come together. I want you to do church. This is a beautiful house and a great church, okay? And we're always going to have church here, but we're not having church just to have church. We're having church because God says, I want you to gather, eat at my table, get fat, get hungry, get strong, and go. He's not wanting us to get in here Okay, it's not like God is getting us together and Jesus got this big old huddle, a big old huddle of kumbaya. You know, come by here, Lord. Well, it says where two or three are gathered, he is there. He, he's here, all right? But that's not what his purpose is. He, he ain't here to gather the church in a huddle, okay? All right, many of you watched Super Bowl last week. It's a good Super Bowl, really good Super Bowl, all right? But here's what you did not see. Millions and third most watched Super Bowl, right? Those people that watch that to see two teams huddle up. <laughs> it's boring. Seriously? I'm gonna go to this game, I'm gonna pay this kind of money for two huddles? <laughs> I don't think so. What you paid money to do and what you watch was you want to see them break the huddle, get on that line of scrimmage, and let Patrick Mahomes look at that defense and say, I don't care what you boys think y'all gonna do. I'm about to go to pay dirt. And that defensive dude, led by the linebackers, usually says, mm-mm, not in my watch. 
No. But see, what happens with us as the church, God wants to huddle the church. And then when we break that huddle, we get to that line of scrimmage, and God the Father says, I'm about to take my church and advance the ball down this field, and I'm going to score in that end zone, and then we're going to do a happy dance. (laughs) And the enemy, popping off his mouth like he always says is, bring it. You ain't going to do it on my watch. And God the Father says, oh, I'm going to do it on your watch. I'm going to do it on your head, your (laughs) chest. I'm going to do it all over you. Now, people say, I didn't know God talked smack. God does talk smack. I'm going to tell you right now. But that's what he wants for the church. But see, here's what's wrong. You got this table over here from the world. Got a bunch of nachos and cheese and snacks and fritos and Cheetos. Just lock you stuff. I did nasty stuff, all right? Now, it's good, but it's nasty. God over here, God over here, bunch of roast, prime rib, ribeyes, baked potatoes, green beans, greens. I mean, it's good. Fried okra. Y'all get my pen? Corn on the cob, making y'all, killing y'all right now. So this is the good stuff. Why? Dude, we're in a battle. We're in a war. You can't eat like that. You get your teeth kicked in. You eat like that, you shouldn't break the huddle. That defense got you. But see, God says, no, my, my church, mm, I positioned it. And it's in a battle. It's in a war. It's in a fight. And they got to sit at the table. And they got to eat. Because I want them bigger, stronger, and better than they've ever been. Because it's not going to be easy out there. Because the enemy says, oh, I'm coming against you, church. And the father says, mm-mm, you ain't getting my church. You ain't getting my kids. And you got to decide what table you're going to sit and eat at. Because listen to me, a scrawny church, mm-mm, it don't want to break the huddle. It ain't going to impact out there, All right? I mean, I, a lot of churches thought they were doing something when they would gather a big old crowd and then have a potluck after church. I, I never seen a church with a potluck didn't have green jello at the end. I'm like, what? I don't understand what the green jello part is. I don't know what that is. That's your tie. They'll bring the green to the church. I don't get that. What the heck is that? I always had green jello. I was just, my mom, mom I said, Do you, so who always brings the green jello? My mom said, I don't know. If you don't like it, don't eat it. That's what moms always say in line. <laughs> Quit talking. If you don't want it, don't eat it. So, so you eat like, so they just have a huddle, kumbaya, bunch of hymns, stained glass doors and windows, lunch after church, potluck, and then break. And they go home. And they thought they did something, and there's nothing wrong with it. But what I'm saying to you is this. You can't do church like that anymore, and it wasn't supposed to be done that way back then. He doesn't want us gathering together and eating and stuff like that together. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with what we do when we do the brisket in the fall or at the end of the summer. That's all good. But he didn't put the church together to have a huddle of kumbaya, okay? He put the church together to impact the world out there. He wants the church together. Sunday morning is not so much to feed you as it is to celebrate him. We got to give it up for the king about what he's doing in us, in our family, through our lives, and out there. That's what Sunday morning is. We're going to always have the word, have worship, have prayer. We're going to meet in the presence of the Lord. People are going to get saved. They're going to get fed. I promise you. But we're not here to do that. We're not here to get all fat and lazy. We're here to get lean, mean in a fighting machine because this world out here is mean. And the church 
It ain't got to go out there and be mean. It's just got to advance and go out in that world. God does not want the church to live on potluck and celebrate that they had done something behind stained glass. No, we were never designed to do that. We were designed as a church to be huddled by the Father, to be fed by the Father, to call the play, break the huddle, get on the line of scrimmage, and kick their teeth in as we advance the ball down the field. And when we get in that pay dirt end zone, oh yeah, you gotta give a happy dance for Jesus. Why? Because that's what you pay to do. That's what you want. That right there, mm, that's a happy dance for Jesus right there. That's a party right there. That's two of them that the enemy said, oh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna steal and kill their life. And the father said, no, you're not. No, you're not. My church is gonna go get them. And the church did as a happy dance for Jesus. Jesus is not huddling up the team for another round of kumbaya. He is so not doing that. He is absolutely wanting the church to be the church for such a time as this. The church is coming to its royal position, its beautiful position, its rightful place for such a time as this. And the church cannot and should not be quiet. We've been quiet too long behind the stained glass and behind the walls. All right, many of you are here today or join us online because somebody named the church said something to you about the church. That's what's gotta happen. Listen, we are surrounded, Hebrews says, by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything, church, that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run the race marked out for us Run. The church is not supposed to just huddle. It is supposed to advance and run the race in front of all the witnesses that have gone before us, like Abraham and Isaac and Moses and Noah. They've all the greats of the faith watching the church today. Jesus died for the church, empowered the church, and set the church right where it needs to be. We are beautifully positioned for such a time as this. You and the corporate church, and we gotta go be that church. You look at verse 18 of the same text we just looked at. Verse 18 says, you have, you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. <laughs> you see what he's saying? I, look, you sent me, Father, into the world. Now I'm about to go to Calvary and die for them, and, and, and be raised on the third day and sit at your right hand. But I'm leaving them a lot, leaving them behind. Just as you sent me into the world, oh, I am sending them. I'm sending them. You are sent, my friend. Look at verse 15. Look at the prairie praise. I do not ask you to take them out of the world. Some of you are like, Dad, gum it. That's what I was hoping for. I want him to beam me up, Scotty. I want out of here. This world's weird, wacky, getting weirder by the day. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And God said, oh, yeah, you can. Through me, you can. I sent you here. I Through me, I sent you here. I, ask you to, I don't ask you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to keep them from the evil one. Evil one in 1 Peter 5, 8 says this, the lion wars around looking for someone to devour. Listen, the enemy, the lion, he ain't looking to lick you. 
Mm-mm. He might lick you to start with, but he's going to eat you to end with. Okay? Don't curl up with the lion. He ain't your pet. I'm sorry. If the father who created the lion told you not to cuddle with the lion, I would heed the word of the creator and not cuddle with the lion. The lion is there for what? John 10, 10, to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, whoa, 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 just a minute. I have overcome the lion, Satan, and I've overcome you, <laughs> all right? I have come to give my church life and give it to him more abundantly. Listen to me, church. He's already conquered death and sin and hell and kicked the face in of the enemy. Now he's imparting that to the church and says, toe up to the line of scrimmage, get out of the huddle, get on the line of scrimmage and advance the ball down the field. That's what he's saying. There's no time to sit around and in the hope that they bring your favorite fried chicken. That ain't what we're here for. Fried chicken's great. I don't know about the green jello, but fried chicken's pretty good, okay? I love potluck, but potluck not for you to just sit around. Potluck was for us to celebrate together and then advance out there as a church. That's what he put us here for. That's why we're here. That's what he's after. Listen to me. I am sent. You are sent. We are sent. We, oh, man, we're sent. See, if there's been a day that you've been born again and saved, you now have a new name. It might still be Jeff, but to God it's salt. And dude, you better go touch something. Salt was not made to be sitting inside there. How do, some of us don't even know if our salt is real until we go touch something. You may not have what you think you got. You may think you're salt and you get around something you need to put salt on and it don't even know you're there. You start acting like them. Maybe you don't have or maybe you are not salt. You're not gonna know until you get to shaking, church. I talked last week about ice melt, about icy sidewalks. <laughs> ice melt don't work on top of each other. It would melt in the bag in the store. Amen? Ice melt has to come in contact with ice so it can melt it. You can't do the scoop. Scoop, scoop, scoop. Pity the fool who walks between the scoops. Amen? He's done. That's what it looks like with church. Got a big old steeple, big old roof, and a bunch of salt all scooped together and dumped together in one location. And then we got another dump, and then another dump. And the world is going between, and they're falling. And they seem to not want green jello, fried chicken, because they won't come in. They won't come in because what you're supposed to do, my friend, is sprinkle salt so they, the world, can walk to a savior and a king named Jesus. We can't scoop, we can't be piled up together and think we've done anything. We gotta break the huddle and sprinkle salt all over the icy sidewalk. Why? Because the world's gotta get, they gotta, the world's gotta have a path to us, all right? I remember being in a church 
at a D-Now weekend in the city of Amarillo, Texas. Not this church. I was on staff. Two boys came in for D-Now weekend. We come to worship. They sit on the back back there. Got ball caps on. Ball caps ain't bothered me all weekend. But they show up in the worship center. And two deacons decided that God's call on their life for that morning was to pick them two boys up and escort them out of church for wearing their hats in the worship center. <laughs> now, I know that removing a hat when you walk into a worship center is a respectful thing to do as a born-again child of the king. But the world don't know that. And they don't need to know that. And they're not expected to know that. And then boys were not being irreverent. They were not being, they weren't messing around in church. They were sitting there listening and being a part of the church. If those hats bother you, Deacon Don, maybe there's something more wrong with you. You need to get over the cap and realize the heart under the cap. And maybe the heart that's under not a cap that you have on should be examined by God in you so it can change. That is not the way the church operates. It's not the way. We've got to understand, why do we want the world to change to come to church? Jesus said, come as you are. Then let them come as they are. They don't know. They don't know. But they're not supposed to know. Not supposed to know. We are on assignment. We've been sent. So what's our assignment? What's my assignment, Pastor? Well, there's a general assignment that God gives every born-again child of the king. These are general assignments. Everybody's under this as a born-again child of God. If you're a follower of Jesus, if there's been a time in your life you've been saved and baptized, this is your general assignment. Number one, 5.13, Matthew 5.13 says what? You're the what? Salt of the earth. That's the general assignment. All of us in here who are believers, followers of Jesus, we're salt of the earth. That's what he calls us. That's what he calls us. Matthew 28, 19. For all of us who've been born again, we are the what? To go make disciples. Go make disciples. Not converts only, all right? But disciples. A disciple will make another disciple. I promise you. So if you've been saved, partner up with someone that's been saved a long time and let them walk you through how to grow in Christ, how to get in the word, how to pray, how to worship, all these things. Make a disciple. That's a general assignment for the church. Acts 1.8, you're to be my what? Witnesses. Where? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaritan, and all the places of the earth, everywhere. What, are, what is that general assignment for salt, for a born-again child of the king? To what? Be my witnesses. That's general assignment. But there's specific assignments or individual assignments for each of us. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know, the Lord says, the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have for you. Specific, specific individual assignment. Ephesians 2.10 says this. For you are God's workmanship in Christ Jesus, creating Christ Jesus to do what? to do works that I have prepared in advance. God, before you were ever hatched, he said, this is what they will do. Dude, I was a stuttering, couldn't spell. I couldn't do squat in the second grade. I couldn't do it so bad, they told me to do it again. I don't know that I did it even better the second time, but I did it the second time. 
God knocks on my heart when I'm a sophomore in college and says, <laughs> you're going to go into ministry. I'm like, <laughs> you funny, man. I didn't know God was funny. You a funny dude, man. I am not, no. Well, we'll see who won that, didn't we? All right? There's a specific thing that God has for you. You may not see it right now. You may not understand it right now. You say, well, pastor, I don't want to be in the ministry. You don't have to be in the ministry. Maybe you're a plumber. Maybe you're an electrician. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're a coach. There's a specific thing that God has done in you and through you, okay? But the bigger plan is what he wants to do with that, okay? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on what? Your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Specific individual assignment given to you by God. I want you to go to Acts 17. We'll show you a cool scripture. Acts 17. Look at uh, verse 24. Acts 17, verse 24. And the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needs anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. Look at verse 26, gonna mess up your chili. From, from one man, he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he, the Lord, determined the times set for them and the, the exact places where they should live. Verse 27, God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any, each, each one of us. For in him, we live and move and have our being. As some of our own poets have said, we are his offsprings. Let me say something to you. You are sent. I'm sent, man. I'm sent. You are sent. Some of us have found our way to Amarillo, to Bush and the Canyon, to this area based on a job that moved you here or transferred you or whatever. See, over here, you got a table. It's called the world's table. And over here, you got the, the, the God's table, okay? And there's a language at that table that's not on this table. That makes sense? You, I'm not talking about cussing. I'm just talking about there's a language. So over here, if you're a born-again child of the king and, and God has written a specific assignment on you, you are sent. Your job did not transfer you to Amarillo. God sent you. Hello? To Amarillo. He sent you here. He sent you there. He placed you here. He made that house available. Those neighbors are picked by God. You're like, I, I need another pick. <laughs> you got him. He thinks a lot of you, okay? You got them. They're yours, okay? You're specifically determined by God where you're at for such a time as this. You have got to understand I am sent. I am not just, I just don't fall places. I am sent by God on assignment from God. 
To do what? <laughs> to be his church. To be his church. And you can't sit here at the world's table and, and understand that because the world table doesn't get that. Okay, they talk like the world and they say, well, well, I got transferred. They're going to be transferred me to Amarillo. You ever been to Amarillo? Not much. Don't fly in Amarillo. Got big old circles. These places that used to have water, no water. It's just not much to look at. Wind blows all the time. Dirt in New Mexico all in the air. It gets in your teeth. Teeth turn brown. Can't get it out. Get it in your ear. Year later, it's still in your ear. Q-tips like, golly, stuff's in my ear. It's just nasty. Never rains. They say it's going to rain. Never rains. But they give a forecast for the whole panhandle, all 16 counties. If it don't rain in your county, you don't even know it, okay? And so this is how it works. And the dry line comes through, and you're like, oh, dry line, that should be sweet, and I'll dry line, blow your head off, all right? You don't want to be on the wrong side of dry land because then you have tornadoes. If you're on this side of the dry land, dew point goes down to one, it's a hair dryer, it's hot, nasty. You're like, sounds great, sounds great. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Here's the world. I really love Amriel. I've been here 21 years. Do we love Amriel? We do. Y'all like, that guy needs to move. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you stay here at this table, guess what's at this table? They're all snackers, because they're eating from the world. Nachos, Doritos, Little Debbies, ain't good for you. Junk in, junk out. Gripe, 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 gripe. You gripe, they gripe, you gripe, you. See what I mean? Here's that table. You gotta wake up one day and go, I'm a born-again child of the King. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. It's pumping through my veins. My father has a table over here with ribeyes, roast beef, prime rib, good stuff. What the heck am I doing over here? I sound like the world, man. I got to get over here, pull up a chair. It's got my name on it. My father sits right here that gave the cross on my behalf because he loves me. He's crazy about me. He wants to feed me prime rib, but I'm settling for little Debbie. And all I'm doing over here is griping about my neighbor. His dog poops in my yard, and I don't understand. And I put that sign up that has that dog squirting and says, please don't. And he does it anyway. Dog can't read. See, the dog's bad as a neighbor. And so what I'm trying to say is, I don't like where I'm living. Can you move me? Can you transfer me? Can you give me another job? He says, no, you've been sent. You've been sent on assignment by me. Well, everybody I work with is lost. Praise Jesus. Because some people have to pay and fly, go to a mission field. I brought a mission field to you. Maybe if you just stop griping over here and come over here and start praising and saying how good God is, taste and see if the Lord is good, maybe what? Maybe some of them will come to your table and you can share with them the prime rib that you get to eat. I'm gonna tell you, man, the church is positioned beautifully, gorgeously. He's got you determined before time ever began. He determined where you would live and what you would do. Your neighbors, your residents, the kids in your kids' grades, those parents, those people, places you work, places you shop, Walmart, United, Sansi, Coulter, you drive down it, you're mad at the lights. Don't be mad at the lights. Look at the car next to you. Maybe you should pray for them. Maybe you should. I don't know. What I'm saying is you've been sent. You've been sent. Many years ago, kind of at the end of 2001, my phone started ringing. Pastor said, you're going to come to Amarillo, Texas and be my youth guy. <laughs> nope, not going to do it. <laughs> Not going to do it. I don't know nobody in Amarillo. He goes, I'm not asking you if you know anybody. 
Manchu could be my youth guy. This goes on for a while. We get into 2002. I finally come out of here, fly in, trying to say no, can't say no. Then I have to go home and tell my wife. I didn't say no. She's like, no, she didn't say that. She already knew I wasn't going to say no. So we come out here, driving up, middle of the night, our stuff left. I'm in my truck. She's in the Suburban. Kids are laying on sleeping bags in the back, no seat belts. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) You just did, preacher. I ain't got to tell them. But they're just laying back there sleeping. We get into Memphis, Texas, all right? Pumping gas, my wife says. You ever think we're going to go out there for more than what we're really going out there for? Ooh, that's some deep water. You, I, I'm kind of the shallow end, baby. I'm just kind of putting my toe in it over here. You got jumping off high dives over there and stuff. And I said, I ain't even thought about it. She said, mm, guys, note to self. Your wife says something, listen. She said, I think we're going out there to do this. But God really wants us to do this. So we go on staff, Quail Creek. At that time, at San Jacinto Baptist. Built a house in Bushland. Fast forward six years from that day. In 2008, we take this little church out here. Not much. First Sunday, about 20, 25 people. Like a small group. If I and we don't understand that God has sent us to Amarillo for such a time as this, we miss what God's assignment was. His ultimate assignment was to get us to Amarillo, but his ultimate assignment was to get us to Amarillo so he could show us Bushland. I would have never been, (laughs) I would have never met a church like this, been a part of a church like this, get the pastor people that I love so much and I'm so proud of. I miss every bit of that if I understand, if I'm over here at this table griping, okay? And my assignment at this table was from God to go where I've never been before and where I know nobody. What I'm saying to you is this. If you will sit in the right seat, you will get his perspective. Get out of this seat over here, griping and complaining about what God's have you and, and what God's doing and see what God is doing. God is setting you up because he sent you at this time to those people, to those neighbors, to that workplace, to all around you is a mission field that he trusts you with. If you will raise your hands in worship and not raise your voice in griping, you might see what God has for you and he might use you because many will see and many will hear and many will put their faith in him if you, the church, will sing its song. One last scripture I want to show you. Go to, go to Exodus. Go to Exodus. I want you to go to Exodus chapter 3 for me. This is a dialogue between God and Moses. Moses has been sent on assignment by God to do something. And I want you to listen and watch what he says. Remember, same God from the fall series. Old Testament, New Testament, same God, all right? Still the same, yesterday, today, and forever. Watch what he does. Verse 13, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your father has sent me to you. Watch the verbiage. And they ask, what's his name? Hmm. Then what should I tell them? God said to Moses, watch this. I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am (laughs) has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, 
Say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from one generation to the other generation. Can I say something to you? Baptism, you are buried with Christ in baptism, amen? You are raised to walk a new life. You are raised where? To walk a new life. You are raised what? To sit at a new table because you have been sent on assignment by God to do great works that He prepared in advance. Church, stop depending on huddling up and having a kumbaya party with Jesus behind stained glass. The world today has got to understand that the church is empowered by God, not to hide behind walls and be afraid of the world, but has been sent into the world. Amen? For what? For such a time as this. You are placed where you need to be at work. You have not been transferred. You've been sent. You didn't move into that house. You've been picked for that house by God. God has positioned the church right where He wants it. What? To magnify the church, to make much of Himself. My question is this. Do you understand? Do you understand? You're not where you are because of you. You're there because of Him. It says in that scripture that things move and live and breathe because of Him. That's you and me. Church, you've been sent. Just tell yourself, I'm sent, man. I'm sent. That's what I've been done. I'm sent for what? To make much of me? No, no. To make much of Him. And watch Him all draw. Watch God draw men and, men and women, boys and girls, to you. We're always going to have church in here. Not dog in church. I'm making fun of church. But we can't stay in church. One day a week, we worship. We celebrate all that He did. Six days a week, we live in the world that He sent us to. Okay? You're sent to that world. That's a mission field, man. And everything that's in you is all you need because greater is he that is in you mm, than he that is in the world. So go be the church, man. Go be the church. Why? Because you're sent. You're sent. Let's stand together. You're sent. I'm gonna invite the worship team to come up. If you're on the ministry team, if you'd come down as well, Really, real quick. I don't know where you're at. May not be happy about where you're living or your husband or wife's transfer to Amarillo, Bush and Canyon, whatever. But if you'll start understanding and looking at it from his perspective, you're gonna love it. Okay? We might not have a lot of things out here and the wind does blow, <laughs> but it's great people, sweet people best people in the world. And God is on the move, not just here, but in the area. We got to understand, man, that wherever we're positioned, our home, our job, our kids, they're all sent by God, placed by God. Just like they said, just like Mordecai told Esther, right? Could it be that you, the church, have come into this royal position for such a time as this? Go be the church. Go be the church, man because you're sent, you're sent. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you.
God, thank you for the church. Mm. Thank you for the church. Thank you that you died for the church. You empowered the church by your Holy Spirit. You breathe life into the church every single day. And God, as we gather together, may we always make much of you. But when we dismiss from here, may we understand that we're dismissed by the Father and sent into the mission field that you entrust us with. And God, I pray that you cannot keep the church quiet anymore. The church has been quiet too long. So God, put it in us. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And God, may we start being the church that you've called us to be in every area that we find ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's worship. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.